I'm Sheree Smith from the British Blacklist and today I'm joined by Solange Erdang and Omar F. Akai, co-founders of the Black British Theatre Awards and Chantelle Rochester, producer of this year's Black British Theatre Awards. So hello everybody. Omar, firstly, can you introduce yourself, tell us a bit more about who you are and what you do and then Chantelle and Solange, can you also do the same please? My name is Omar F. Okai and I kind of started out as a cuisine chef. That's what my first, my first love was. My heritage is quite important to me. I'm African, Irish, Brazilian heritage. And I think that's what drives me to have this diverseness in theatre. So I started out training at The Place, which is a, a contemporary dance school, um, Graham Technique and Merce Cunningham Technique. And then I went on to forming arts and things like this. And then I started my own theatre company called Okai Collier Theatre Company. And I began directing and writing my own things for years and performing in the West End and West End shows and shows like um, the original cast of Five Guys Name Mo, Sweet Charity, My One and Only, all these kind of iconic shows. And then I did a really bad musical once in Watford Palace. It was such a bad musical, but so horrific it was actually funny to be in that I thought, let me just start my own theatre company. And so I did. And I began directing and choreographing nonstop. During my West End career, I began really getting into directing and choreographing. And actually, it's when I started in the West End is when I began to teach at the Erdang way, way back in the 90s for Leonie Erdang, um, Solange's mum, who was very funny but formidable and a great leader in diverseness way before people were even using that word or is no notion. She was just already doing it. She would go out and she would find these black kids or whatever, do you know what I mean? And say, right, you are coming into my school. You can dance, you're coming into the school. And then she would, get, she would find the money or get a scholarship somehow and they'll be there. And that's how I got to know about Solange Erdine. So in my own right, I'm a director choreographer and but my link with Solange's goes way back to when Solange was young as well. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how um, Solange and I have this kind of uh, link and it's through her mum, really. Ah, thank you. Thank you so much for that, Omar. Um, should we go to Chantal next, please? I don't know how I'm going to follow up from Omar. Like, so I have been a producer and actress for, oh gosh, going to have to tell my age now, like 20 years. And I started Ida Rose a few years ago after working in the industry for quite a long time. And I wanted to basically be a company that really supported diversity in front and behind the camera as well. And that was quite important because everywhere I'd worked, it's kind of down there on paper, but it didn't actually materialize. And I think a lot of people were kind of saying this in the industry. So our first film um, is on Netflix called Two Graves. And um, we were just about to go and shoot our second action thriller in South Africa a week before the lockdown. So we'll be doing that again next year. I definitely champion a lot of diverse stuff. We've just done something with the BFI to bring in new black writers um, into the industry, which um, we had ITV, BBC and everybody commissioners on. And they've now started talking with those. So we're looking at pushing that. And yeah, how I came on to uh, the BBTAs was Kwame, really. He called me up and he said, girl, I can't do this without you. You know, I'm not a producer <laughs> per se. I'm an exec, so come and help me. Um, and I came on, I met Solange and Omar. Quick turnaround, normally commissions are like months and months 
so you have much more time to prepare and stuff and literally five minutes it was like we're in we're gonna produce this okay and then next thing you know like three three four weeks ago we were like commissioned to do it and then it was like oh my gosh we've got all these things to do so I'm just really proud that we pulled it together no matter what it's still something that the audience I think are gonna really really enjoy love I think there's blood sweat and tears into it <laughs> from everyone and I look forward to everybody kind of seeing it and and and, and, and enjoying it as much as we did I'm so excited to see the ceremony and finally Solange could you introduce yourself as well please hi I'm Solange Erdang I'm a co-founder director with Omar of the uh, BBTAs but what I'm mostly known for is owning and running a vocational college called the Erdang Academy which my late mother founded and I've been doing that for almost 20 years now so I was trained there and then I worked there and as Omar said, I actually was running a summer school for the kids and we went to see Five Guys Named Mo and that's how I met Omar. So I went backstage with the kids and he was there to receive everyone and to talk to them. And actually about three of those kids went on to have West End careers. I mean, there were 10 men. So that's really interesting. So that's how we met. My late mother was born in Cape Town, South Africa. My family were very much activists there. My grandfather ran a law company and he taught black and coloured people how to navigate the apartheid system and the law. So they actually had to leave. I mean, they went into exile. My mother left first, actually, because she was upset about the apartheid system there. But uh, soon after, my grandparents um, were forced to leave. They were very good friends with Dennis Goldberg, who recently passed away and many other activists from there. So my dinner table conversation was usually about the comparison of the police in the UK and what's going on in South Africa. So as a kid, that was my sort of background conversation. And obviously my late mother's passion for ensuring the arts are equally accessible rubbed off of me. So obviously for her it was ballet, she was um, a ballet teacher and she ran a ballet school and it started in Golders Green and it went into Covent Garden, into an old warehouse and then before Covent Garden was Covent Garden. I trained there from the age of 10 and yeah, so I took over 20 years ago, it became much more musical theatre. I was a commercial dancer, so that's where the aspect of street and commercial dance has come into the Erdang. And also we accept a lot of street commercial dancers and also teach them about theatre, musical theatre, acting so their career can be um, more versatile. Erdang is probably the most diverse vocational college there is in the UK and there is no funding to outreach. So, you know, breaking down the, the privilege of kids having dance lessons every week for all their lives it's always been really important to change as far as I was concerned. So for me, the Black British Theatre Awards is about the, the role modelling and the mentoring and highlighting what can be achieved. So the next generation coming through can learn and see themselves, really, um, because that has not been apparent for a very long time. Thank you, everybody. I think it's very clear from all of your biographies how established you are in your respective fields I mean not, not necessarily even one field you're all multi kind of discipline and have actively sought throughout your careers to make 
you know, theatre and the, the arts world accessible to not just the white middle class stereotype. Which brings us on to the Black British Theatre Awards and Solange, you were talking a bit about it there. But why specifically last year was, did it come about? What inspired it to happen at that point in time? It's about two years ago, there was a Facebook scandal. Uh, an agent had written an awful quote of fame casting, you know, that they're taking perfectly good white performers work away from them. And all these shows want is a vavavoom. Famously, that that line became the scandal. So there was a lot going around on social media about it. I was on Omar's Facebook page and there's a a lot of very, very famous, established black artists discussing it on his page. And I just thought, well, isn't there a Mobos for theatre? I presume there was and I'd just never been invited. And everyone was like, no, there isn't. Um, of course there isn't, you know, we got all this. And so I said to Omar, I inboxed him and said, look, is there? Because that's ridiculous that there isn't anything like that. So we came up with a concept of doing an award show off the back of that. And um, we established the company and then we had a launch at the Century Club. That's when we realised how important this was because everyone showed up, there was a waiting list to get in, everyone was totally happy with giving quotes and doing the the trailer for um, the actual awards. The support was incredible and that led us to the first awards which was in 2019. Omar, just to, to build on that if you had anything to say, but also why is the Black British Theatre Awards still important today? Listen, the Black British Theatre Awards, BBCA, is going to be important for many years to come, forever. Number one, what the tweet was, I won't say the person's name, but this is an agent, and she had on her books many people, Black, Asian, everything. I'm going to kind of paraphrase a bit. She said, is anybody really kind of um, annoyed at the casting people asking for, particularly for Black, or she said BAME, actually, that really weird word. She said BAME actor musicians for casting isn't that taking away jobs for good white performers they only use them quote unquote them in shows for their bababoom so that's what that's what makes the black british theatre award so important because if that was the case we're just used for baba boom then you're not going to have any kind of black shows at all in great britain at all so as solange said we did start this that black british theatre Awards. to me um it's not just highlighting the people on the stage the singers the dancing what we don't have is the creatives behind the stage but what the black british theatre awards did do Literally on that launch, to me, I remember Solange in the, at the, we said maybe 30 will turn up. We were like thinking, oh, no one's going to turn up. A room, empty room, you know, all this food set up. And then suddenly what happened is everyone turned up at once. Everyone, and then there was no, you couldn't get in. And there was people that I haven't seen for years. I didn't even know who were my age. Who were like, who have worked with Insult Theatre. Now from last year, we literally had a room jam-packed of people 
who have worked in salt theatres or salt affiliated theatres who were all black. Now, where have they all been? Hannah, where have all these people been? They've been working, but no one knows about them. And suddenly you get this network of people like this. I just wish that I could have had that when I was training myself to be a director, training myself to be a, be a choreographer, training myself and with my business partner to uh, run a, a company, training myself to put up lighting. And I mean put up lighting on just a few of us, put it like training myself how to, how to do sound and mic packs. I had to do it all myself. So I thought I would rather stop doing my West End shows, keep being a, a director and producing choreograph and start training and inspiring people. And that's how the BBJs is to me. It's not about coming on, you know, into a room or television, just getting an award. It's about look at these people, look at these people, look at them carefully. Look what they're doing. Look what you can do. Look what you can do. That's what the BBJ is. It's not about having an award saying, I've got a little award. Da, 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 da. It's not that. A legacy kind of means that in years to come, you've left something behind. That's what a legacy is to me. This is now. This is actually now. Every day is to me is a legacy for the Black British Theatre Awards. And whether you're black or not, everybody is going to learn from this. All performing arts schools are going to learn from this. Because when you mix up your schools with that diverseness, especially in education, you have a different feel for the arts. And my one thing is, all these shows and plays and everything, let's say musical theatre and plays, nearly everything you see has a black influence in it, whether it's from the dance, to the singing, to the costumes, the tap, everything, tap, jazz, singing, how things are written, there's a black influence. So I just think it's that BBJs gives people that chance to be part of that influence and not in the background, creatively as well. I mean, lighting, sound, set design, costume, everything there. It's very interesting that this year, uh, the BBTAs, I don't know if this is the same last year, but it's on the same night as the Olivier Awards. And I was briefly looking through the nominations of that before the interview. And I mean, it's exactly what you said, that there's such a different ethos behind the meaning of those award ceremonies. And obviously that reflects in who is nominated. In terms of that, firstly, that it's celebrating people that we've already heard about. Whereas the Black British Theatre Awards, I feel like what you said is that it's, it's recognising people who have been there the whole time, but just have not been recognised. And I think that that is so empowering for the black community but also for everyone in the theatre world to remember what actually is the point of award ceremonies uh, at all so thank you both very much for for setting this up um Chantal I just wanted to go to you next because this is also the first year that the BBTAs is on Sky Arts and I kind of wanted to ask firstly how that came about but also what does it mean for uh, the BBTAs to be broadcast on TV Okay, well, I can't take the kudos for that. Um, <laughs> that was between um, Solange, Omar and Kwame. Kwame kind of just called me up and said, this is great. When I kind of got the call and he told me about the BBTAs, I had a look at them. And also for me, you know, I admit I'd never heard of the BBTAs. And I thought, how comes, you know, why is this not already on TV for us to all to watch? 
as other awards such as Olivier and so forth are. And I thought, yeah, I definitely want to get on and do my best to, to help bring this about because for me, it's, it's, it's like you said, it's representation. And I've been going to theatre for years and I, I actually thought there was already a theatre award ceremony that celebrated the theatre. So when I kind of heard of BBTAs, I was like, yeah, definitely, I'll get on board on that. Because on the day, it was just, even though I was running around like a crazy person, it was just so nice to see everybody, Black, Asian, you know, everybody just kind of enjoying themselves and supporting each other. It was, you know, do you need anything or can we help here? Or even with all the COVID laws and regulations that we had in place and we had to keep, you know, cohorts coming in and out. And it was, you know, would have been uncomfortable for some going up, down, you know, here, moving them about, masks for the entire piece. Everybody really just kind of just said, don't worry, girl. You know, some people came up to me during and said, don't worry, we just want this to happen we're gonna just do what you need us to do doesn't matter how many time and it was just that celebration plus the shazar and um the soul sirens the music we you know we got to play influences of black music on stage live it was that cross between everything being about the culture you know not just one thing or one song or one bit of it it was everybody's infuse of the culture all coming under one house it was so celebratory that at the end, everybody was outside for ages, just talking and, and, and laughing and, and smiling and just saying that was brilliant, you know, best thing I've been to this year. And I think that's what it's about. And, and that's why I'm so happy that it is televised because it's been a long time coming for not just the awards, but programs that we create and back and love and that inspire us and the young people and generations to be on TV where people can flick it over and actually watch these celebrations. It's great that it's coming to culmination now and everybody's starting to realise that you can't exit a culture from TV and film and theatre. If you're going to be inclusive, everybody has to be included. And it just makes a, a, a much better viewing for everybody when you can see your representation on TV. So for me, it was kind of a no-brainer um, when Kwame came and when we had our meetings and we walked around the Young Vic. I think some, some bits was new to everyone. I've never produced an award ceremony before. I've, I mainly come from film or done a bit of TV and so forth. So, you know, I think it was a new venture for everybody, but everybody was willing to market and, and, and get it done and, and, and have that kind of place. And I think that's what it's about. I think once you kind of get more programs such as this that inspire the next generations up, then they will also know that they can start coming in and creating and producing and making all of the holes that they see aren't represented on TV and making that step and bring it to the masses. So yeah, for me, it was just right up my street and it's where my heart is at um, in terms of this. So I was, I was just happy to kind of be along for the ride. Um, so I guess this is more aimed towards Solange and Omar again, uh, because a big difference between the BBTAs and other theatre awards is uh, that all the categories are open to public nominations and not to mention the range of the categories included. And I just wanted to know, was there any particular thinking behind uh, this process? First of all, I mean, I've, I've been to the Olivier Awards and I'm not knocking the Olivier Awards. I've been to them several times. I've performed on them. And what you have is the usual awards. You know, you can't show every award on television. It's impossible. No ceremony does that because it's usually like about 30 or 28 and you can't really put them on television. But what I did find uh, at most awards is you have basic theatre awards. But within those theatre awards, you're not championing people that are from a diverse 
range. I don't mean colour even. They can't have their say or say, look, we, we admire what you've done. We know what you're doing is really hard. So I remember last year, there's a, a boy called Leighton Williams won Best Action Musical for Everyone's Talking About Jamie. And he's, you know, he's great. He's black. He's out there. He's gay. He's like me. We don't care. He danced onto that stage and he snatched his trophy, as he called it. And he said, who would have thought a young, gay, camp, black boy like me would be up here, recognised in front of all you guys. And it's very important in the Black British Theatre Awards because people would think that, you know, black people are somehow ultra homophobic because that's just how we are. And that just isn't true. I want to put it out there. That just is not true. There's homophobia in all, the, all different colours. It's not especially with the black people because in that room there was so much love for him, for Leighton. And he said, I'm just happy to be able to get this award. So me and Solandra talking and I just thought we need to actually start honouring people within the theatre world, within their own kind of fields. That's why we, we had this LGBTQ award. We have LGBTQ award and we have the Disability Award and we have the Casting Award and we have the Technology Innovation Award. The ones that really stuck out to me was the LGBTQ Award and the Disability Award. Because how many actors out there, there's hundreds that are disabled, hundreds are out and gay and can take a lot of stick Trump they're trying to do, or at least being visible and say, look, look, you know what? I'm disabled and I'm out there and I'm doing it. You can do it too. Why have you got to hide your disability for? Why have you got to always play somebody who is disabled? Because you're disabled. And disability comes from many areas. It could be mental health, it could be anything, it could be slight hearing problems. You don't know what the person's got or what they're going through, but they're doing it. And that's why we said that these awards are so important, so important in theatre. This is beyond colour. And I think other theatre awards should really start thinking about this. Not like, you know, I'm the best actor, give me an award. Who's out there struggling day to day just to try and get into that place? And who's saying maybe like that the person out there who is gay or maybe disabled or whatever can be like me? Casting, the casting award is important. The casting directors are the ones that actually can open that door for all kinds of actors. And the ones that do that need to be championed to me and the cast and directors that don't do that you need to really listen to this and wake up you're the ones who can change actually sometimes a director's mind you are that person whether the spec says white black or green whatever you can change that director's mind sometimes and you know you can don't be lazy casting and innovation not just because of covid how many things do we see online which is so amazing from theater to film these Amazing nuggets of stuff that comes out. And I think, my God, how do these kids do this? These young people creating whole theatre shows online. Why can't they be championed? If you're going to be diverse and inclusive, let's do it properly. I just definitely, everything you said, Omar, it's been too many years for people not doing it properly and just trying to tick a box. And for too long, everybody's had to be silent, those that wanted to say something. And I think with what's going on in, in reform in terms of... Uh, government, political, entertainment, creative arts, everything. Now voices are being heard. And I think that's where this kind of comes at a very amp time for what's going on in the industry to celebrate 
you know it's not always about tearing down it's about really celebrating and really being inclusive not just in one tick for one black person one tick for one gay person all of that is is, is dead in the water now it needs to be not i need the best white musical theater and not even i need the best black musical theater it's i need the best and whatever package that comes in it should just be accepted because they are the best person for the job and i think now that's what is starting to change and i'm glad i've been able to help produce the the bbta so that this can be a standpoint and then adding to that actually uh, for me is having the awards having the inclusivity but ensuring the training happens and the access to training you know so um, we're just about to launch the black theatre directory at the end of november and that really is that everybody can be seen and the the carpet of excuses is pulled away you know i think for me personally is to make sure people are seen there is somewhere for people to be found and also to ensure the next generation the teenagers now will seriously think of being in theatre seriously and then hopefully the cycle will change yeah i wanted to talk a bit more about that actually as we all know the theatre industry and particularly black theatre makers have been hit particularly hard this summer and given that the black british theatre awards Omar, you mentioned earlier that you're, you're bringing in more of this outreach work. What do you think, if you could rebuild the theatre industry at this point, or, or what would it look like? And I guess bring in how, how what are, are the Black British Theatre Awards actively doing to kind of change the way that the theatre landscape is at the moment? We have the award ceremony. We have started um, a Black global theatre directory. But at the same time, we have also began an outreach programme. You can't start feeding in from a very young age. They go from 12 to 21, our outreach program just started it. We go through the whole year um, of different kind of workshops and talks and free classes because you have to instill in that young mind very early on. The Black British Theatre Awards, it's in a name for the award ceremony, but what underlies that is a hell of a lot more than just giving out a trophy. So we start the education process and this is where Solange is more of an expert at that than, than, than I am, but on the outreach programme, that then feeds into the schools, that then feeds into the theatre. And the process is going to take a few years. When I was younger, there wasn't anything to learn from, to feed into. There was just a brick wall, there was nothing. And then before me, when amazing actors like Dawn Hope and Nicola Blackman and Kevin Cornwalls, even before me, those guys, well, Kevin's actually mine, so it's a bit rude, but um, they're sort of a bit before me. They had even less to feed into. There's no visibility. So the Black British Theatre Awards gives a strong, clear visibility. If you add in the education system and add in outreach to get into the education system of performing, that's where it starts. And we see that in America with the Alvin Ailey School, they have that. Very, very young, young kids at the ballet bar, it's amazing, young kids singing, to, and all feeds in. And we've had that little bit of a, there's a, a, a whole chunk taken out. You train to be one certain thing, and then you're put into a show. And you used to be put into that show because you are that black person in the show, or they had to put a black person in the show or play. That will change. And you have to start writing your own narrative. I keep trying to encourage young black performers to start writing, literally writing your own musicals, your own plays. Having not been all black play, I'm not saying that, but start writing your stories. 
whether your story is fantastically cool, like kinky boots, whether, well, that's true, but or wicked, start writing your stories. Start employing your friends who you want to work with you of color. That's how you're going to do it. You cannot close that void if you don't work. And at the same time, I decided that I don't want to go and sit at your table if you don't want to share your food with me. I will make a lovely big table at the most beautiful ebony wood and I'll sit at my table and I'll cook my own food and I'll share with my friend. If you want to be part of that, that, that dinner process, that's fine. If you don't, goodbye, there's the door. It's so important that because to have something like the Black British Theatre Woods, because what's really tragic is when people have gone through all this training and then they get to the real world and then there aren't the jobs. It's like, oh, you can be in The Lion King. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> maybe I want to be in more than one show. Definitely the stress on training that both of you are saying is so important. But then I'm also so thankful for the work you're doing with the awards ceremony because it's seeing it as a world that you're, you will be appreciated in. That it's not like I've done all this hard work for nothing. I think it's very interesting seeing all the discourse going around this summer because theatres that hadn't really been making statements before started saying that they were in support of Black Lives Matter. And I feel like the whole problem with a lot of the discourses going around at the moment is that, you know, there's going to be a quick solution. And everything you're saying is pointing otherwise. It's, it's years of, uh, of training and years of kind of, you know, institutions being set up. I just wanted to put that question out there. Is there anything that you have to kind of say at this moment in time that is important for the community or for the theatre industry itself to be actually responding to, to make change? I can answer that. Um, I mean, I, I would say the last five years before COVID, um, there were starting to change in the West End. And I know that because the casting directors were coming into the college specifically looking for black talent. You know, back in my day, most of the really talented black actors went to America because there wasn't the work here. So I think the last five years, they've certainly started to change. And there was definitely debates going on about how to change. Um, but I'm hoping the next generation of producers and directors will sort of embrace it more because it is a cliquey small world the theatre world unfortunately so people tend to hire people they know or they know about uh, and that's how a lot of casting happens and it's yeah i think it's unfair but the graduates obviously get a look in and we've done very well the problem with covid is when everything reopens who's going to get the first jobs because it will be completely refreshed everything has to be cast from scratch because everyone's been let go so no one's on a rolling contract so it'd be interesting to see what the refresh is and whether people have listened to what's been going on i think it it might change a bit but the pressure's got to remain because it'll be very easy for the industry to slip back into their old traditional ways you see the casting agents are a few and within those casting, they're not even diverse themselves. So literally, people usually cast people who look like them. And that's not even saying it's deliberate. It's not like it's deliberate, I'm going to do that. It's just a thing people do. Or they presume that's what the person needs to look like. So this is where casting directors and directors have to work with their producers before they start casting the same and sit down and talk. Not say 
that person can be black and that person can be white and we'll put this person over there's got to be Chinese and then we've done our thing. They got to sit down literally and let the people in the room. Because joking apart, if you can cast Lion King, if you can cast Dreamgirls, if you can cast Memphis, all these other shows, then we must exist. If you've got people in the Black British Theatre Awards who you won't all see all on television, who've won the most amazing technical awards, lots of different shows, then they exist. You've got to work out why they're not being allowed to get through the door and why they're not even being allowed to be interviewed for the job. That's the problem, which can be solved very easily if people want it to be solved. But as Salon said, you've got to keep that pressure on. It's not a nasty pressure. It's not a vile pressure. It's not, it's not a knee on the neck. It's a lot easier than that, trust me. You have to want to do it. So when theatre opens up again, I will be questioning people who I know who are directors out there. I will be questioning casting people. I will be questioning producers who I know. I will question them. If it means I don't get to get to work with them, that's fine. But I will question them. I'll always question people. That's the reason why I stopped doing West End shows. So I will question you, why not? And then they cannot now say it's the best person for the job because I can reel off lists of people for those creative jobs. And on top of that, I think also it's a problem in the whole creative industry is exactly what Solange and Omar said. And in terms of change, I think the change starts with Omar and Solange, people like me, people like Simone from The Collective who put this all together, Kwame from House of Teresa. I think it starts with those people because if you as a CEO and founder of a company can then write your own ticket, then you can include those people and change that. You know, if a script comes to me, I've turned out many scripts, and a script comes to me and it's completely white male, I'm like, did you not read what it says on my website? You know, <laughs> it says diversity. This is not diverse, but that starts with us being put into places or putting ourselves into places where the decision maker is us. And then we can start to help influence change and show other people how they can then do it within their companies. Or and if they don't do it, they can look like they've got egg on their face, like some other award shows who don't include diversity very much. We don't need to leave the change in those people's hands anymore. The landscape for change is happening all around the world. Even though it hasn't been pleasurable by having COVID here, one thing a friend of mine said is that what it has made her realise is how happy she is with the little things and how much it's made her look at family and how she helps with change and what she hasn't been doing and and I think we all can take a note from that because we've first time in probably all the time I've been alive where I've actually seen the world stop and I think because of that stop there's a lot of changes happened because people have had time to reflect they're not worked to the bone anymore they've had time to sit down and go actually hold on I've been doing that like Omar was saying you know people choose who looks like them and that's not always a bad thing in terms of they're doing it deliberately but now other people like us are saying hold on a minute that's not the way to do things there is another way you could possibly do it people are having to look inside themselves so actually I don't actually have to make those decisions and I think that's where the change will start to come because more people like us are saying actually in our companies we're not allowing it to happen and we're going to make that change here and it's so nice that amidst the continuation of uh, coronavirus that we get to see the celebration of all the people in the BBTAs who are doing this, who are the casting directors, who are doing all the lighting, the people that we don't necessarily see on our screens or on our stages all the time, but who are always working to, you know, make this industry accessible for all of us. So, yeah. 
with that in mind, what are you looking forward to about this year's awards ceremony? Are there any productions or theatre makers or specific parts of this ceremony that you're particularly excited about? <laughs> I'll just say party. <laughs> party vibes, just the joy. Like, I don't think there was anybody in the room that wasn't dancing. I don't think there was anybody there that just wasn't smiling and dancing. And I think just being able, I can't wait, literally I've got my popcorn and some of my family are coming round to sit down and watch it with me. And literally I'm gonna have some friends on Zoom as well. And literally just the celebration part of it, it's been a rough year for most. And the fact that we can all sit down and watch something that represents ourselves on TV, on Sky, kudos to the Sky team as well, you know, for allowing that to happen and, and pushing that, you know, narrative, because it just shows that other broadcasters and other channels can do the same. I think for me, um, it was the surprise of the nominations. Um, we went out to the nominees, I think it was May and it closed in August. And, you know, last year we did okay and a lot of shows um, were great, but it was like this year that people had really done their research. You know, even um, some people that didn't make the nominations, it was just so interesting to see who came through this year. I mean, I think we multiplied our votes four or five times this year from last year. This is before even Sky was involved. And it was just really interesting to see the range of shows that were coming through. And they, they were also different in their own ways. Got your thriller to Death of a Salesman being nominated, which I just found really, really interesting and really exciting because also the theatres closed in March. So we were obviously concerned that would people remember what they saw? And that's one of the reasons why the Innovation Award was put in there. We noticed a lot of stuff was being you know, shown on various internet channels. It was just incredible to see the names that came through. It was really exciting. And also, you know, everyone has started researching these people, which is a great thing. For me, what was so exciting, I'm like a little kid sometimes, as I think Solange and Chantel will tell you, but it was watching these really young actors, like Noah Thomas, just out of school, do you know what I mean? His first job in Jamie. And they were literally, I remember they were outside some of them. There was Nick, he plays Bok in um, Wicked. And they were outside saying, oh, no, we don't want to, we're not going to go and have our photograph taken on the red carpet thing. I said, listen, I said, this could be your one thing. I said, go and do it. And then when they sort of like, they had their, their name called out and they won, if you could see, you, well, you will see, <laughs> their faces were so lit up, so lit up, they were like that, like shocked on that stage. And then you see how the people who are more seasoned were also like shocked. You realise that's what we do. That's what made it the best thing for me. I mean, I loved all the dancing and the singing, but just to watch these people's faces, and some I've known, some I've taught some of the younger ones. You know what I mean? And some of the older ones who are my age or a bit older, they're like my be my heroes. Even not winning, even them getting up on that stage to present an award, they never get a chance to go to Olivier Awards to present an award. And no offence to Olivier Awards, but they don't get a chance to even go on the telly to give an award. So somebody can see, oh my gosh, who is Nicola Blackman? Who is Dawn Hope? Does it mean, who are these people? And that's what made it so exciting. Oh, I'm so excited now to watch it. Um, 
Looking to the future of the BBTAs, so firstly, I wanted to discuss uh, the fact that some other award ceremonies have, you know, questioned whether they will be having award ceremonies next year because of the, the insecurity surrounding the theatre industry. So does the BBTAs have any, have they made any decisions in regards to next year's ceremony? Yes, we're doing one, <laughs> um, for sure. If we can do it in lockdown or in COVID, there's no reason why we can't. Some of the shows are starting to open. I mean, Jamie's opening the end of November. You know, there are shows, but what we might do is actually list them with links just for people that haven't gone to the theatre this year because there will be less to choose from. You know, a lot of shows are aiming to open up in March. Maybe we will close the nominees a bit later in order to accommodate that. But yes, we'll definitely be doing it. We might have to change it slightly because of the shows, the lack of shows that have been on. But that's for sure. You know, we can't stop the pressure. And it's really, really important to make sure it's marked every year. And then kind of beyond next year, what do you envision as the future of the BBTAs? Because obviously this year you've made your TV debut, but are there any other goals that you have for how it will grow? Um, well, obviously we've got the directory, which we're doing, and that is to make sure the community globally are able to find each other. We will be putting cabaret nights on. We were hoping to do it last year, but COVID stop that happening so you know before the nominations we'd like to do some sort of cabaret night and then the outreach is really the important part is to maintain that every year throughout the year and um, hopefully you know this time next year we might have a couple of success stories where some of our outreach uh, students have got into colleges finally can you just remind us where we can catch the black british theatre awards so you can catch the Black British Theatre Awards at 9pm on Sky Arts free viewing channel. That's this Sunday. So do not miss it. Get the popcorn out, get the bubbly if you choose to, do it with family, friends, online, but just make sure you're watching because we want to show these broadcasters that it's not just seeing ourselves represented, but we want to see that in the viewing numbers as well. We want to show them that we, that we all as a community around the world care about seeing representation. And the only way we can do that is for you guys and everybody else to log on and watch it. And also, if you feel like, give your free viewing uh, comments back and online, social media, everywhere. We appreciate it all. Um, and help us to see more, more programs like this on the big broadcasting channels. Amazing. Yeah, I, say, I second that, for sure. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I've heard it. And if you don't watch it, you're lame. <laughs> Ah, thank you so much, everybody.